the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This on-demand presentation from Talk910.com. This is Rob Black. Hear the Rob Black Show every weekday from 10 to noon Pacific Time on 910 AM, more stimulating talk, San Francisco. Thanks for your support. Enjoy the show. Start like a lion. Roar! <laughs> About an hour 18 from now, I'm going to end with a whimper, and I'll be crying in a fetal position like a little baby lamb. Start like a lion, end like a lamb. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Let's not be shy today. Let's pick up the phone and call the show. Any financial question that you have is appropriate. We could talk about Toyota. Man, they seem to be in the news each and every day. The question for you is, and again, I stand by this, I ain't buying a Toyota for a couple years. I need them to get some distance between the problem and the perception of a problem. To me, it's the perception. And I got a little bit of a problem with it. Is it a software error? Is it a pedal that's sticking? They're still in the news today. Listen to this. I mean, I, I can take one of like three different directions with this, right? First and foremost, shares jumped 5%. What's the first business lesson of the day? When Armstrong and Getty are talking about how bad it is to be Toyota or a Toyota car salesman, that's the time to buy stock. When everyone in the world, and for those of you who are listening to the national feed, don't know who Armstrong and Getty is, they're the show that precedes us. But when they're talking about how bad it is to be Toyota, that's the time to buy the stock. When the average people are talking about it. Because Wall Street's counterintuitive. Wall Street's a discounting mechanism. Now, with that said, how long and how far will the legs have to recover for Toyota stock? Ticker symbol is TM. The cost for the recall? What do you think it's going to cost now to recall all those pedals and fix the pedals? Give you just a second. Give you just a second. 4.5 million vehicles have faulty accelerators. What do you think 4.5 million faulty accelerators equals in cost to fix? $1.2 billion. It's a $1.2 billion problem, and the, the, the price is going higher. The shares are going higher. They're rocking and rolling. It's positive. You can grasp what the direct cost might be. Again, demon known versus demon unknown. Direct versus indirect. Size of the indirect cost is far greater importance. The question is, will they now be sued to, to high hell? Will we start looking at, you know, dead grandma who was driving a Toyota and say, she certainly would never have sped. Not my blessed grandmother. So we're going to, the questions are going to come, and there, there will be lawsuits. There will be class action lawsuits. You can betcha on it. Now, here's the cool thing about that. Wall Street already knows that. You know that, I know that, right? Now, let's take a look. The loss for Toyota is a win for Ford. Did you see the, the numbers out of Ford? They posted 25% sales gain. They offered a rebate to Toyota. Don't you love it when someone's down and you kick them? Don't you? So Ford, the second largest automaker in the United States. General Motors, second largest in the world. Toyota, the largest in the world. They posted a 25% increase in domestic sales. 
deliveries rose to 116,534 vehicles. So it's a good sign for the economy to see some growth in sales. Now, again, we see we see home sales inch higher year over year. And we're like, woo, growth. We see car sales inch higher year over year. And we're like, woo, growth. But the reality is it's it's nominal growth. It's growth off a very low, low data point. Like, for instance, if you were exercising 20 times a week three years ago, and then you cut it down to 10 times a week two years ago, and the last year you cut it down to one time a week, and you've increased it to two times a week, ooh, you're up 100% on a, a, you know, a, month, a year-over-year basis. But on a three-year basis, you're down big, right? So I think you get that. I do think you get that. I think you understand that data can lie. For instance, if I go, I've lost 10 pounds in the last year, but I gained 60 in the previous three, you'd be like, fatty, you need to work that stuff off. So statistics do lie. So we've hit Toyota. You can call in with Toyota. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Now, let's take a look at the second story of the day. Or as the Irish like to say, oh, the day. Second story, oh, the day. Remember the iPad? You know the story on the iPad? It's recently been announced. It's this kind of cute little uh, pad, tablet, computer. Well, there's something bigger coming. It's a second tablet device. First person in the nation to tell you this. Me. Because my insiders are telling me about it, and thus I'm telling you about it. It's going to be a bigger iPad. They've already started work on it. It's going to be more of a computer than an iPhone. So maybe the iPhone gets the iPad. Maybe the iMac gets the iSlate or something slightly bigger. Looks like it's going to be 15.4 inches. It's quite different than the one revealed last week. It could run a version of OS X, which is much more close to a traditional version of the operating system of computers than the iPad, which is going to run the iPhone operating system. We'll probably learn a little bit more about this in June. I know you're saying, are you, are you effing with me, Rob Black? We just got done with all the hoopla on the iPad, and you talked about the 4G phone coming this summer, and it's going to be put on Verizon. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And now you're talking about another bigger device that's more computer-driven. Uh-huh, uh-huh, I know no other show will give you this kind of stuff. And can you make money off news like this? Hell yeah, you can. 800-345-5639. Now for the fluffy light material. And when I say fluffy and light, I'm talking about stuff that we consume each and every day. The Academy Awards. going to be March 7th. I like the Academy Awards. I'll be honest with you. I t- as I've gotten a little bit older, I tend to sit around and watch the, the award shows. Watch the Grammys. I don't really like the Golden Globes, but as I'm getting older, I'm watching the Golden Globes. But I've always liked the Academy Awards. What I tend to like to do is bet sexy time. You get a sugar booger and you say, let's go over the top five categories. Best actor, best actress, supporting actor, supporting actress, best movie. And then you can, like, throw in some bonus sexy time things. And I like, I, you know how they say with men, sports aren't interesting unless you've got a wager on it. For me, the Academy Award's not interesting unless you got a wager on it. And you can't bet another man on who's going to win the Academy Award, so you got to bet with a woman. And when you bet with a woman, you change your bets from dollars and buckaroos to something else. And I'm not going dirty. I'm not in the gutter. I'm talking head rubs. Get your mind out of the gutter, people. So Avatar and the Hurt Locker, they announced today, each of them, Going to be duking it out for the awards this year. These two films, they're in their final showdown. Nine nominations apiece. The films, coincidentally, 
are by former husband and wife. Ain't that kind of weird? So James Cameron, we all know, made Avatar. His wife, she directed The Hurt Locker. His ex-wife, let me correct that. Kathleen Bigelow. Now, they couldn't obviously be more different. Avatar, it's got a faux feel to it. And Hurt Locker's got a gritty, real feel to it. Hurt Locker was a gritty, low-budget, independent film about a bomb disposal unit in the Iraq War. Turned plenty of accolades this award season. You know who else got nominated? Inglorious Bastards. Congratulations, Quentin Tarantino. You know who else got nominated? District 9, a movie I told you I was jacked to see. Then I saw it, and I thought it was all that in a bucket of chicken. I thought it was a fresh way of telling a story. And who doesn't like buckets of chicken? Seriously. Seriously, when I say it's all that in a bucket of chicken. Now, we knew Precious, which um, internal editor on, uh, we knew Precious was going to get nominated because it's a cliche, easy movie to like. That girl gets knocked up by her dad a couple times. Who, want, who doesn't like that feel-good movie? <laughs> Dead air. Okay, I guess no one really likes stories about chubby girls getting knocked up by their dad twice. Um, the Blind Side got nominated. And that was unexpected. Uh, the Up in Air got nominated, and that was unexpected. Well, no, that was expected. A Serious Man was nominated, and that was unexpected. So the Academy Awards this year, they expanded Best Picture. And believe it or not, one of the big controversies is because they've expanded it to like maybe seven to ten different films instead of just five. A lot of people thought Star Trek was going to get nominated. And I saw Star Trek, and it was about as predictable and cliche as possible. It was damn good entertainment. But it was predictable and cliche. Anyhow, the Academy's announcement marked the first time in eight in 66 years that there were 10 nominees in the category for Best Film. The last time the Academy went this route, Casablanca took home the Best Picture. Other top nominees, um, eight, eight, eight nominees for Inglorious Bastards. Precious got uh, six. Up in the Air got six. The movie Up, the cartoon, uh, which I hear was a pretty good film. I never watched it. It's one of those Pixar films that has an old man and he gets into his house and puts it on balloons and he drifts away. Or I, I think that's the perfect idea for dealing with retired people in the United States. Um, put balloons, give them balloons and send them up to the sky. <laughs> I think the balloon boy had it right, but he was going too young. We should go higher with these people. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800 345 639 to get your calls in the air. Don't be shy today. Because I love you. As long as you're under the age of 55. I love you. Why do I love people under the age of 55? Because they're a demographic. They're people who have jobs. I know. It's not that cut and paste and black and white and red and green. It is in my head. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show. It's uh, talk910.com is the website. Talk910.com is the website. And it's more stimulating talk. Ahead at noon, Glenn Beck. Now, Rob Black. 910 a.m. More stimulating talk. Brass monkey, that monkey monkey. Brass monkey, junkie, 
Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial. A little later in the show, I'm going to talk about how to buy a home. Some of the basics that you really need to know. The last couple of weeks, I've made a commitment to go over the basics again. Basics of 401ks, basics of mutual funds, basics of investing in stocks, basics of insurance, basics of how to buy a home. I think a lot of people get faulty information and we make it the norm. And we just assume, let's push forward with this. Let's push forward with this. And we go, that's what I think I heard. I think I know. And then suddenly, faulty information becomes you know, part of the Ten Commandments. And you don't want that. You want your Ten Commandments. You want your, your ideas to be yours. I think that makes sense. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639. Let's go to Bruce in Danville. Bruce? Hi, Rob. Um, if I can um, try to get two answers out of you, I'll take my answer off the air so you can chat about it. The first question was um, investing in Haiti. Obviously, they have a lot of reconstruction to do, and it seems like the world has rallied, and they're going to be uh, dumping uh, billions of dollars into Haiti. Um, do you have any advice on investing in companies that are going to have a windfall from this? And then the second question was, I'm currently out of work, so I was thinking it might be a good time to sort of replan the career path. And I was thinking of getting into the stock market as a broker and what advice you had for someone who had a lot of corporate experience and uh, but was interested in the stock market and wanted to get in at the first uh, ground level. Why do you want Thanks to be a, a – wait, wait, wait. Why do you want to be a broker, Bruce? Well, I think it'd be fun. I think the uh, industry has changed a bit, so there's a little bit of morality back in the whole game. And I think it's the bottom of the sort of uh, – Sort of bottom of the of the uh, curve right now, so it might be a good growth opportunity two three years down the road where it sort of really bounces back and you know the economy recovers and it might be a good position to be in if you're a you know well trained uh, you know good you, good solid code uh, broker. Do you know what a stockbroker does? Um, yeah, a little bit. I have a couple friends who you know went through the eighties and nineties and uh, told me about the horror stories. So I do have an idea. Stockbroker, um, stockbroker just basically manages a relationship, and the research yeah. is typically provided for them by their brokerage house. For instance, a Citigroup um, or a right. Smith Barney or Bear Stearns. Those were names that you kind of used to know. Um, and ultimately, what they would do is they would listen to the research of their firm, and what they would do to, is call. They'd have a hundred clients, Bruce, and they'd call their clients and say, "Client number one." You know, this morning, our research says, buy Home Depot. And would you like me to put you down for 200 shares? And then he goes, no. And then you go, client number two. Today, our research says, buy Home Depot. Would you like me to put you down for 100 shares? And then, you know, a week later, you're like, client number one. Hey, I'd like to take you out for golf. And then when you're at golf, he's like, okay, client one. Do you you know any other rich people like yourself? So it's it's more of a networking job and an order-taking job than it is a financial planning job. I would prefer that you would hang up, Bruce, and call back and say, I want to become a certified financial planner because to me, they seem to have the highest credentials and they seem to have the best relationship management in the business and anyone can pick stocks. So I would like to find the best stock research. I would like to find the best stock portfolios to put the clients in and not necessarily have to go with Edward Jones's because I'm a stockbroker for Edward Jones. So what's, what's your advice for someone with a um, lot of corporate experience who wanted to then get into that? Um, take a class. Yeah, go to CFP.com and learn about the classes that you have to take to become a CFP. Um, if I had a friend who was unemployed right now and had enough money to you know float themselves for two to three years, I'd say become a CFP. And try to figure out something unique, Bruce. Your uniqueness, according to you, is corporate experience. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming you got a good Rolodex. 
and you also know how to act corporate. Those are the two things that I'm assuming you have. Um, and act corporate 40, means... Yeah, I'm 48, so that's why I'm sort of concerned that I may have to just, I may be forced to reinvent myself because by the time I try to get back into corporate, then I have to kind of deal with the potentialism and that kind of thing, so I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know what you think about someone who's 48 who's got a lot of experience because I'm kind of on the other side, but I'm under the group that you don't like a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Stop that. I I love old people. They're so cute and they smell wonderful and watching them eat is hilarious because food falls out of their mouths. I love them. I'm I'm reinventing my hate into love. Um, Yeah, I don't know if I have the right answer for you, Bruce, as far as, um, you know, to become a CFP or to become a stockbroker, it's going to take you a good three to five years to build enough of a book. And for instance, Heidi's a woman, and Heidi's my producer in radio. I would highly recommend she goes into a CFP, but maybe not you, mm. because I think there's not enough women in the industry, and women want to relate to with other women. But trust me, Bruce, there's enough white guys with corporate experience in this industry. Right, right. So I'd come up with a different niche, um, maybe learn Mandarin Chinese. Um, and then you can be the white guy who does Mandarin Chinese for people. Like, I'd almost come up with a niche. Like, if you're Baptist, maybe you can, like, network at the churches. Um if you're bald, you know, maybe that would work to you. I, I can't really tell you what your niche in marketing would be, but I would say you don't really want to be an order taker. There's not a lot of money being in a stockbroker. I think the better business plan is financial planning. Um, and you can, it takes a couple of years of classes and you have to pass tests um, and you have to have a college degree. So there's some hoops you have to jump through, but um, I would look into it for sure, Bruce. Well, I, well, I do speak fluent Farsi, so maybe that might pan out in the year. Holy mackerel, you speak Farsi? Absolutely. Can you say something like I'm listening to the Rob Black Show on 910 AM in Farsi? Sure. Do it. You want to record it? or? Yeah, I'm going to record it. Go okay. ahead. Tell me when. We're always recording, so whenever you want. Okay. Salam be tamame be area. Shoma darin be barame. Rob Black. Gush Good stuff. Yeah. I'll, I'll use that. I'll use that. So, do, you I, know what, do you know what I said? Um, did it have the F word or the S word in it? No, no. It just said... Hello to, all, to, hello to everyone in the Bay Area. You're listening to the Rob Black Show. Okay, good, good, good. So, you know what's all funny right. is, do you know those those college girls that get, like, um, Chinese tattoo, ch- Chinese symbols, tattoos? Yeah, yeah. So, supposedly, there's a big business in making them, like, uh, they think they're picking, like, uh, a symbol that means, like, um, the, the devout one or the, the unique yeah. one. But supposedly, they're, like, um, a lot of Chinese tattoo parlors are putting, like, whore. Like, yeah. <laughs> the symbol that means whore. So you could have said Rob Black is a whore, 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 whore from Whore Island, and I wouldn't have known. No, no, I would never do that. I, would love, I like you too much. Thanks for the call, Bruce. And, and All right. answering your Haiti question, I would say Home Depot uh, would be the typical play on rebuilding. But we're talking about Haiti. We're not talking about uh, the United States. Uh, Lowe's. So basically what I'm saying is next time there's a hurricane and then the city of, of New Orleans gets wiped out, Katrina hits again. Think Home Depot, think Lowe's, think John Deere, think Caterpillar. In large part, when you have buildings that get knocked down, you have to send in these the big cat, big caterpillars, and uh, they they, not, they push things around. There's a cement company out of Mexico called Cemex, um, but they're not really pure plays. There's not a pure play on disaster. There are some companies like Floor. Um, who do a lot of engineering work uh, that would be, you know, Bechtel. They're not publicly traded, but they would be a, an engineering type of company. That's going to get a arm and leg of business out of it. Um, Halliburton used to get more out of it, but they're so big now that it's it's really tough to say that Haiti's going to add more than a couple drops in the bucket. So, um, yeah, I don't, I'll look for pure plays. Like maybe there's a hotel company that's moving in or something along those lines. But Bruce, 
if you can pull together a couple hundred thousand dollars, you can go to Haiti right now and buy a lot of real estate. So it's it's considered poaching, and you may get shot when you do it, but you can get real estate on the cheap right now in Haiti. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. A couple tips on buying real estate is don't buy if you can't stay put. A lot of people think that they're going to flip a house. Now, flipping a house means 3% to buy, 3% to sell. The taxes and the capital appreciation taxes, I mean, are going to kill you. So whenever I buy real estate, I've got a 5 to 10-year commitment on it. Minimum. Minimum. Next thing is shore up your credit. So if you're thinking about buying a home in the next year, fix your credit now. Go out and get a credit card with Best Buy. Go out and put a TV on it for 1000 bucks or $500 and pay it off. Show that you can pay off something over 12 months, not 12 days. Good credit comes from servicing it. It doesn't come from instantly paying it off. Aim for a home you can afford. I'd say no more than 40% of your monthly income. If you can't put down the usual 20%, you might still qualify for a loan, but the more that you can put down, the more qualified you are. Let's go to Toyota. Let's go to Michael in South City. Yeah, hi, Ron. Um, oh, dear God, never call me Ron. Rob. That's better. Thank you. Sorry about that. Okay, worked as a mechanic for over 20 years on the Toyota, so does my daughter. She's got the rheostatic type of uh, throttle, and I've got the uh, cable operated type of throttle. Okay. If you're familiar with that, they've evolved over the years. Used to be a linkage. But anyway. I think Toyota, my prediction is Toyota's going to go under. Why? Her part is $485 plus tax. It's not just a gas pedal. Instead of using linkage or a wire, they're using electronics. Hers is not under recall. She's got a little older model. However, a lady on the air, this is my point, a lady on the air a couple of days ago, I heard a couple of kids in the car under a Japanese-made, I think it was an SUV, said that she was parking, her foot was over the brake pedal, the car accelerated, she jumped the curb, hit a wall or something, got a whiplash, negative on suing. But the point being, I believe she's got the rheostatic type. If that's what, what's going on in this third recall, forget the carpets, forget a sticking linkage that probably needs a better bushing, whatever. That's easy stuff. Rob, if they have to recall, say, a million or more, up to now, round, right now they're nine million. They, they got to recall a million or more for the rheostatic. I think it is underwater. That's and, my comment. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for the call. My personal bet, Michelle, I'll bet a dollar that they don't go underwater. He called me Ron, so I'm going to call him Michelle. <laughs> Turn on's fair play. I know it was Michael, and he knows it was Rob. All's even. I, I, I don't think that they ultimately go under. Um, insurance in those type of situations covers a large chunk of the deal unless they knew something they would, uh, they were hiding, which maybe that's true. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Rob Black, 910 AM. More stimulating talk.
Pirates out there today. Somali Pirates freed a Greek-owned cargo ship and its 22-member crew after receiving a ransom payment. Doesn't it seem like we vanquished pirates like hundreds and hundreds of years ago? Shouldn't they stay vanquished? I don't know. Although, to be truthful, every time I see a person with an eye patch, I go, ah, a pirate. So, they're still around. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. I was giving some tips on how to buy a home. Fix your credit now. No more than 40% of your, your monthly income. No more. Try to at least put 20% down. And if you only put 10% down, say, I'm not really quite as strong in owning real estate as I should be. At least know it. Know it. Buy in a great area with great schools. In most areas, the advice applies if you don't have school-aged children. Because when it comes time to sell, you'll know that those strong school districts are a top priority for a lot of home buyers, and they'll pay top dollar to get into your house. I always love professional help when buying a home, in large part. You know, the internet gives you unprecedented, like, freedom to, like, get information. But a good professional agent's a good professional agent. For instance, I bought a home over Easter. And because I did that, it was a situation where I didn't have to bid up, you know, with five, ten other bidders. I got lucky. I got to see it before anyone else saw it. Because she went on the real estate tour, like, I guess, what do real estate agents go on tours, like, on Tuesdays? And they show to the public on Friday, Saturday kind of thing? So I got to see it on Wednesday. So I want to say, yeah, there was a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. So choose carefully between what you can afford and what you really, really want. Like when I buy real estate, first thing I do is I look at the gutters. Um, I try to go back to that home a couple times to make sure that at six in the morning there's no barking dog. So now I look at the trees because I bought a home with a couple trees that I have to take down because of huge vines on them. I didn't know that. Like, now I know better. So consider an appraiser who isn't working with a real estate agent. Consider your neighbor. You know, your neighbor says, oh, I'm an appraiser. Say, hey, come on over and I'll pay you off the record. So And they'll they'll gladly give you a a good idea on what you're getting yourself into. So, and do your homework. Hire a home inspector. Best thing I ever did was hire a home inspector. You really get to, like, learn, like, I'm one of those men that I I can look at a roof on a house. I go, it looks like a roof. I don't know if it's got three years left in it, 10 years left in it, or 20 years left in it. I don't know. Let's go to Jim and San. No, Jim on I-5. I wanted to know, I want to do a nanotech play, and I'm looking at uh, Vico, Vico Instruments. Man, you are so 1999 with this nanotech play. <laughs> Where were you back when we were talking about it in the early 2000s after we got out of the dot-coms? Like, what's the next big thing? Nanotechnology, getting molecules smaller and smaller and smaller. So you re- really, you are ki- <laughs> you are killing me. Um, I wanted to start a nanotech mutual fund just to basically rip people off because people would have been dumb enough to put money into it. Um, the stock is on fire since the end of two thousand nine. No, yeah, yeah. Well, I'd say middle of two thousand nine. It went sideways for the better part of five years, though. So Vico ticker symbol is V E C O. Do you own it, or do you are you looking to own it? I'm looking. I had it back when it was going sideways. Okay. Okay. And and then you sold it and it went higher. Exactly. Jim, next time you decide to sell something, can you tell me? Sure. <laughs> so I can buy it because it's going higher. You got the luck of the Irish, so to speak, and, and not the good Irish. So um, let's take a look. And thanks for the call, Vico Instruments. It reminds me of my favorite song by Stephen Biko. Every time I see Vico, I go Vico. There you go. Stephen Biko, probably the greatest South American, South African. <laughs> he could have been South American in a different life. Probably the greatest South African 
politician activist of all time. So, little Stephen Biko. Peter Gabriel. I know you're saying Peter Gabriel wrote a song about a South African activist. How strange. Typically, people write about love. Like the Stephen uh, Peter Gabriel song, In Your Eyes. You know what that's about? It's not about love. It's, it's about churches. It's about the eyes of Christ. In your eyes. In your eyes. I feel so complete. I see the church doorway of a thousand churches. It's about the eyes of Christ. It's not about love. It's not a love song. Anyway, Stephen Biko. Anyway, back to Vico. Uh, Vico Instruments gives high-tech components the VIP treatment. Company offers precision equipment for manufacturing, measuring, and testing microelectronic components, thin film magnetic heads, solar cell semiconductor devices. It's got a meteorology device that includes atomic force microscopes for surface inspection measurement. So again, it does get into the etching of semiconductors at crazy freaking fracking levels, i.e. smaller. We know um, smaller, cheaper, faster, right? We know that's the mantra of technology. Next year, it has to be smaller. It has to be cheaper. It has to be faster. And to do that, we've had to get from, you know, typical molecular sciences into nanotech, where we're, I mean, you're talking about one-tenth of a hair. Not even a hair anymore. You're talking about one-tenth. And can these things move each other around? Seagate's 17% of their sales. So to me, eh, right there I go, eh, they're playing hard drives. Not that interesting. Take a look further. Let's pull up the old financials. See if I can't find something I like about Vico. Okay, uh, one analyst, J.P. Morgan, he says, buy it on weakness. He says, market turbulence is providing a nice entry point into their upcoming earnings call. A sustainability of global economic recovery. Now, okay, tech did well in 2009, and fools like myself say tech's going to do well in 2010. This is a play on tech, okay? So right there, we kind of all agree. Um, regardless of overall market conditions, likely to provide solid earnings results for 09, provide guidance for 2010, it's well above expectations. They think a positive catalyst for the stock um, would be earnings. So their next earnings, which are due out, pre-market technicals. Um, their next earnings call is due February eighth, and I would listen to that conference call. Uh, the number for the conference call, and I'm only going to say it on the podcast. I'm going to say it right now, but you, if you, you're not going to hear it, you're not going to be able to write it down. But if you've never listened to an earnings conference call, you should. The earnings conference call number is 877-675-4757. It's 877-675-4757. And while you're making potatoes for the kids, you could listen to a conference call because typically um, they're incredibly long, but I think they're very important to see what's happening. Uh, JP Morgan has Vico on their focus list. They see it as a $50 stock. Taking a quick look at Vico. Oh, Vico. Um, it's currently at $35. So they see another $15 upside, which is pretty good. And again, they're the only company that seems to be in love with it. They got a little bit of a matching fund from the Department of Energy for some solid-state lighting manufacturing grant, um, again, tied towards the uh, light-emitting diodes, tied towards the Obama stimulus as far as improving our infrastructure. CREE is another play in this area, so ticker symbol C-R-E-E, C-R-E-E, and um, they're a direct play, whereas Vico would be considered a, a secondary play because they make the equipment that goes into LED technology, which is picking up quite nicely, so... Um, yeah, I think I gave you about all I can. Citigroup calls it a top pick as well, saying that they're again raising their numbers on the back of checks, which suggest stronger than expected LED tool shipments on the back of the higher estimates. You know, for instance, for instance, you can buy LED Christmas lights that will last basically through your lifetime and your kid's lifetime. You'll never have to fix another burned out light. So LED lights are the wave of the future. 
Um, LCD, not so much. LED, very much, very much. So um, my home, I'm outfitting with LED fixtures. Um, anyway, I love you, and I appreciate the phone call. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. Ooh, again, not a love song about a woman. It's a love song, well, not kind of a love song. It's about Jesus Christ. It's in the eyes of Christ that he sees the doors of a thousand churches, that he's complete. Anyway, listen to it. You'll, you'll figure it out. 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. I'm Ken Shampoo. We're the John and Ken Show. Join us weekdays from 3 to 7. Now, Rob Black on 910 AM, more stimulating talk. Sometimes you just can't jump on, and this is one. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls in there. It's eight hundred three four five five six three nine. Sharks play tonight against Detroit. Sharks. So I'll watch that tonight at seven thirty. I'm just showing you how the Rob Black lives. The Rob Black gets up at each and every morning at five to five thirty. I used to get up at four to four thirty, but I got a little bit older. I'm not smarter than you. I outwork you. I focus on one thing and one thing only. I couldn't tell you a thing about gas pedals. I couldn't tell you a thing about accelerators, but I can tell you all about business, business and money. You listen to the show for a couple weeks, a couple months, you'll learn a thing or two. And you'll some of it you'll disagree with. You'll go, F you, man. F you. My mom and daddy got rich off real estate. I don't think you will. But you're allowed to tell me F you and you're allowed to disagree with me. And I don't, I don't take that personally. I think it's a good thing to have disagreement. I think it's important to have disagreement and discord. I don't want to be your Buddha. I don't want to be your guru. I don't know you. Get to know me? I'll be your Buddha. I'll be your guru. But I don't know you. I don't know if you're sensitive to news. I don't know if you're sensitive to fear. I don't know if you're sensitive to greed. Greed and fear and watching the news too much are the biggest reasons people underperform on Wall Street and real estate. Period. Those three things. People got in trouble in real estate when they're like, hey, I hear Donald Trump's giving a seminar on how to make money in real estate. <laughs> and by the time it gets to Trump, it's over. By the time you're hearing commercials during radio and television shows about how to do something to make money, that fad is over. You got to learn that, people. It just breaks my heart. As Regina Spector says, it breaks my heart. Ha ha heart. Ha ha heart. Ha 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 heart. It breaks my heart to see people lose money. For instance, I got an email from Sam. Sam, Sam, I am. <laughs> There's a letter in your mailbox. You are having new mail in your inbox. Mm, you've got mail. You've got mail. Pattern baldness. There is a message for you. Prepare to be 
astonished. <laughs> I can give you another insight. I'll never turn off Pee-wee's big, big adventure. If I'm flipping the channels and it's on, it's on for the rest of the night or the rest of the day. Anyway, let's talk about Sam's email. Sam's email says, Rob, I've got $54,000 in the bank. I've got $15,000 in a life insurance policy. I've got $10,000 in investments and $28,000 in a Roth IRA. I'm 37 years old with one son and one on the way. I'm self-employed with $80,000 in income and my spouse is a stay-at-home mom. I'm thinking about buying my first home. I know how much you emphasize how important retirement is, but I need that money in my IRA to buy my house. Am I making a good decision or am I financially retarded? You're financially retarded. Period. You have a place where you're living right now. And for some reason, you want to own a place where you're living. Why? Because you got a wife. Your wife is probably nagging you. She's turning into a nagasaurus. She's probably saying, Sam, we got to move the kids to a good school district or we need more room. She's probably nagging you. And you're probably starting to get to the point where your defenses are getting beaten down. Your defenses are getting beaten down. And she continues to nag, 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 peck, peck, peck. And finally you go, fine, fine, fine. I'll ruin our our retirement years so you can have your damn house. Bad choice, Sam. Bad choice. The general rule of thumb is you can afford $200,000 home. Good luck finding that in the Bay Area. Good luck finding that that's not in a crack cocaine-ridden neighborhood of Richmond. You can find it in Richmond. You can find it in Stockton, but there ain't no jobs in Richmond or Stockton that, that are worth bragging about. Your car will be broken into not one, not two, but three times this year if you live in the city of Richmond. Good luck raising kids there. One of them not accidentally getting a shot to the head. Shot to the head. Little Bon Jovi. You're to blame. Ah, yes. Bon Jovi, great hair. So um, so $54,000 in bank, $15,000 life insurance policy, $10,000 in investments. $28,000 in a Roth IRA. Now, again, what I would do if I were you, Sam, is I would rent here and I would buy somewhere else. I think you could afford to buy somewhere else. If you could put a renter in it for a couple of years, yeah, you can have that that great American dream. For instance, I own a place in Washington. I own a place in North Carolina. I own a place in Northern California. I'm cool. I'm looking at places in Tahoe. Because now that there's been damage, they're like, I need a good wildfire in Tahoe, or I need a good earthquake in Tahoe, or a bear that eats people in Tahoe so I can get cheap real estate. I know, bears. They're public enemy number one. 800-345-5639. So Sam, I wouldn't do it. I think you're making a huge mistake. From age 20 to 60, you and your family can live with your mother. I don't care. But age 60 to 100, you better have enough money to, to continue to put food in your belly. So, and to steal from your nest egg to invest in a home, I promise you, Sam, the Darwinian wood chipper, we're going to fire it up. You're going to be thrown in it. You're not going to survive. I've got a patent pending on the Darwinian wood chipper. They're going to be available at Home Depot, hopefully by Christmas this year. And again, it's just going to be those people who you have to throw in, like for instance, Take a look at people's ears today. Take a look at their ears. And if their ears attach to their head, i.e. if they don't have an ear lobe, they go in the Darwinian wood chipper. I know. I know. Just look at it. They got to have a little, little 
because that means they're 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 still in the fish stage. They haven't evolved enough yet. Their gills are still pushing out into ears. They're not there yet. Darwinian wood chipper. Who else goes in my Darwinian wood chipper? Old people. Their DNA is no longer useful. It's broken down. Their eggs are shriveled and rotted and dropped out of their body already. They're no use to society. Who else goes into my Darwinian wood chipper? Sam. Because Sam, you're making a huge mistake. You're, you're, you gotta get a, you got to get a bigger, how shall we say, set of cojones. So when the Nagasaurus attacks, you got to fight back. So 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Right after this show's over, it's going to the Smithsonian. Greatest show ever. It's going in the time vault, the Smithsonian's greatest show ever time vault. Um, let's talk a little bit about Sony. Sony once was the Apple. Now again, if you're 34 or under, you don't know that. If you're 34 to 44, you know that Sony rocked the world. Back in the 1990s, everyone had to have a Sony. So that's about 7% of their workforce. Sony Entertainment, I'm sorry, is cutting 7% of their workforce. Studio announced that the cuts are going to be made across the board. It's interesting. Who else? Disney's getting rid of Miramax. So the big movie studios are downsizing right now. CBS and Turner, they may play ball. What's this mean? Oh, and by the way, if you ever want to read about a businessman who I think is admired, like people like, I read the Donald Trump book. It was so good. Ted Turner eats people like Donald Trump for breakfast. Ted Turner at one point in time started CNN and his advisor's like, you got to shut it down. You got to shut it down. We're losing too much money. So he does CNN too. And they're like, no, 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 you got to shut it down. You got to shut it down. And so he's like, CNN uh, headline news. So he kept pushing it. And look what's important now in the world of media. It's not ABC, NBC, CBS. It's the cable channels. I'm not saying CNN's held the test of time, but that man had foresight. So anyway, the NCAA, college basketball, they've got a window to exit their deal with CBS early and open up the bidding for March Madness to competitors. Now, if the NCAA does decide to opt out of its $6 billion long-term contract with CBS this year, or it will run through 2013, CBS and cable programmer Turner Broadcasting might team up on a new bid. Now, that scenario would happen only if the NCAA decided to expand the number of teams in the tournament from 64 to 96. So they're thinking about expanding it from 64 to 96. I know you're saying there's already too many teams. I love March Madness. I love March Madness. I'll be honest with you. I'll take a day off or two and watch some, some college basketball at home. Why? Because it's cheerleaders? No. Why? Because I love college sports. For a lot of these kids, it's the last time they ever play a sport. 1% might get a go and get paid for it. Less than 1% will move on and get paid for it. I love college sports. I love it. They're playing for the love of the game. Let's get a Rick in Sacramento. Hi, Rob. Hi, Rick. I love college sports, too, and I wait every year to watch March Madness. I sort of my schedule for that, actually. It's a great event. But... Do, you, do you go to Vegas or do you go to Reno and gamble? No, I'm not that much of a gambler. I've seen too many of my friends plop down a few hundred dollars when we used to go to Vegas to play volleyball tournaments, and uh, I just don't see how that would be enjoyable for them. But uh, I, uh, I'd rather try to find a good stock or something, and that's, that's kind of my question today. See, I like three-game parlays. I don't like four-game parlays. Um, my question would be around ALD. Sure. Uh, ALD Capital. Uh, years ago, you know, I, we 
actually we exchanged a couple emails on this, but uh, you recommended it and you said you'd have your grandmother in it, if I remember right. But but now, you know, it uh, used to soar in the 20s and early 30s and pay a pretty decent dividend. And when it got down below a buck, I actually uh, bought a few shares back. Uh, you know, now it's a little higher than that. And yeah. uh, I, I was just curious what you the future of that company would be? I don't think there's a good future. They'll get taken over or they'll die, Rick. Um, they're a venture capital kind of company. Um, so they're not quite venture capital. What they are is a mezzanine loan company. And I sold all my shares in the mid-20s, all of them. So this is the danger of radio, is that our economy went from an economy with free credit flowing to no credit flowing. And this is a company that lends money. So they got no money. They died. They starved. They wanted to bring companies public, and the stock market wouldn't let any companies come public. So they couldn't get their hands on the cash that they invested. So they starved and died. They don't have a good future, Rick. I would be very, very cautious with it. As you probably remember, something I said back then is venture capital is tap on, tap off. Spigot on, spigot off. Spigot's been off for a long period of time. So I have no interest in the company. I put it behind me, and I moved on a long time ago. Um, Allied Capital is a business development company. Uh, they do a lot of what are called middle market enterprises, mezzanine loans. They work with a lot of consumer companies, healthcare companies, retail companies. Um, and they take a significant equity in the company. They give them money. Sometimes they give them, you know, hey, take a look at this management figure. So they kind of try to help the company go to the next level. Um, Aries Capital is buying them for $650 million. Again, I have no interest in this type of play at this type of economy. I'd prefer you look at something like a Citigroup or Bank of America or Wells Fargo because when credit does open completely back up, they'll be the players in that. And I would say credit has opened up for some of the bigger players, but not some of the smaller players like Allied. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.